You are listening to the official podcast of Refuge, where we believe all people matter to God. Good morning, church. It's really interesting when we think about what Christianity is. Excuse that little glitch there. (laughs) The resurrection of Jesus Christ from among the dead is what sets Christianity apart from any other world religion. Because the one we worship, the one we hold true to, the one we hold and endure hearts towards is alive. He didn't stay in the grave, but he rose from the grip of death, hell, and the grave, and he triumphed over it. And so this day, as we celebrate Easter, it's really about the resurrection and what Jesus did for us. And and as you heard earlier, the Bible that we preach from and, and share and minister from is not a series of disconnected stories, but it's a single narrative that points to one person, and that one person is Jesus Christ. You know, um, I I think about this day and growing up, I don't know, when you were younger, maybe you did Easter egg hunts and all that thing, and and I just had a thought about the Easter egg hunt. You know, I, I think that's kind of fun, especially for kids, and some kids never grow up, so it's, you know, maybe fun for you too. But the thought is, if, if culling eggs and hiding them is, is something that will cause kids to eat them and enjoy them more, why don't we try that with broccoli? Uh, just the thought, just the thought. And, and then, you know, uh, some of you dads, I know uh, you are the ones that are responsible for hiding the Easter eggs so your kids can find them. But... The ones you seem to hide in the place that maybe they won't find them would be the Cadbury chocolates. <laughs> right, okay? So, anyway, now, uh, what we are really celebrating here this day is the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and, and, and you've already heard that. And the world looks at the feast days of Christmas and Easter, they look at it maybe a little differently than Christians do. And the focus of this day is not Easter Bunny, it's not that kind of thing. The world kind of takes that to really shift the attention to what it's really not about. But we want to focus the attention of what it is about. And it's about resurrection. And not just the resurrection of Jesus Christ, because that event affects every human being on this planet. And you and I can benefit from what that's all about. And and so we want to talk about resurrection. It's about victory over death, victory over hell, victory over the grave. We we can identify with the Apostle Paul when he said in Romans chapter 6 verse 5 that uh, we are raised to new life just as Christ was raised from the dead. The power of sin is broken. And there's, a, there's an identification where we identify with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that makes a difference in our life. We also see the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3. His quest was to know the, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. To identify with this thing called resurrection. There's something to that that we want to talk about. You were meant for better things. I want that to sink deep in your heart today. 
You were meant for better things. And the passage that we want to look at this morning is found in Hebrews chapter 6, 9. The second half of that passage reads this way. We are confident that you are meant for better things. Things that come with salvation. Well, what comes with salvation? Some people see salvation as just a get-out-of-hell card. Just a way to, to be freed from eternal punishment so that you can live your life any way that you want to. But there's other things that come with salvation. And we're talking about something Jesus brought that's true and better. A life that's true and better than what you've experienced before without him. See, we need to understand God's intentions for our life. See, God didn't intend for you to suffer heartache, pain, and for your life to be all messed up in turmoil, for you to live in hatred, unforgiveness, to live in the bondage of sin. He never intended that for you. But what caused that was the fall. The fall of man resulted in sin's dominion encroaching upon the life that God wanted us to live and enjoy. And And Jesus was sent to set things right, to fix what was wrong. And we understand the plan of redemption was to restore what was lost in the garden when Adam and Eve fell into sin, to restore relationship with a loving God that wants to encounter every human being on this planet, and to destroy the separating faction, the sin that kept us from our God and from knowing him. And we understand that we are meant for better things. How are you living your life? I want you, as I said, to take hold of that in your mindset this morning, that you were meant for better things. You might say, well, I like my life, but what is it producing? Are there times when you are experiencing an emptiness or this void or this thing that something's missing? Could it be that you need to be introduced to the author of life? To have an encounter with the one who created this whole thing? See, we need to understand that Jesus brought the true and better. We see a passage actually in John chapter 10 verse 10. In fact, if you have your Bibles and want to look at that, I'm going to read it from the Amplified Bible. The scripture in John 10.10 says, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. We identify the thief as Satan. Some people make fun of him and they think, oh, he's just a figure of somebody's imagination. But Satan is a real person and he has an agenda. And his agenda is to kill, steal, and destroy. And some people identify what Satan's doing and they blame God for it. And the mission statement of Satan is clearly evident in John 10, 10. But Jesus goes on to say, because these are the words of Jesus, he said, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. Abundant life. That's what Jesus came 
so we could experience abundant life. Or as the Greek, if you want to really dig into the Greek, it's, it's the word zoe, a Greek word that means life as God experiences it. What is that like? Jesus came so we could experience that kind of life. And you know, we understand that Jesus made a statement. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Now, you may call me narrow-minded as a Christian, but I believe Jesus is the only way. And he is the truth, and he is the life. And so if we're looking for what's true and better, we find that in the person of Jesus Christ. That's what he brought. And now we're talking about making a decision. I have decided to follow Jesus. I've decided to dedicate my life to him and to live my life to serve his purpose for this generation. And we all make decisions in life. In fact, every day you make hundreds, if not thousands, of decisions. You have choices before you, choices that go uh, to the point of what you're thinking in your mind and choices that determine what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to do. Now, some of you might think my choices are limited because I, I have to do this, 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 this. But yet you have a free choice. And some people don't think so. They think that their life is, is it's just by fate. But yet, I don't believe in fate. I believe in choice, that you have a free choice. In fact, you can choose your fate if you want to. And some people think, well, no, this is just the way it is. Life goes on, and I'm subjected to whatever happens. But no, we have decisions to make. One decision can mess up your life forever. In fact, and I want to speak to you, and, and I want you to think about this for a moment. Where you are at today in your life is a result of decisions you've made decisions and choices you've made brought you to the place where you are right now. Everything from who you married, you know, where you work, and all those things. Where you are today is a result of choices and decisions you made. Yet there's one decision that affects eternity. And that's what I want to talk about. A decision that affects your eternal destination, and what will happen forever and ever. Now, you might say, no, when I'm dead, it's over. It's not over. You were created for eternity. And God has an eternal purpose and an eternal plan for you and for me, every person. And that's amazing when you think about it because when we were created in the image and likeness of God, he created you for eternity, not just to live a certain amount of time and then be dead and gone. So we know that this life will come to an end because of the curse of death. It's the last enemy that will be put underfoot. It's the last enemy that will be defeated. It hasn't been defeated yet because Jesus hasn't returned. When he returns, he's going to put an end to death. But until then... We're subject to death, and when we die, something's going to happen. You're going to go to one place or to another. Now, we must answer this question and make this decision. Who is Jesus? It's interesting in John, not John, but Matthew 
chapter 16, Jesus is having this amazing discussion with the disciples. And it's going kind of like this. Uh, Jesus said, who do men say that I am? And uh, somebody says, well, John the Baptist. Uh, some think you're Elijah. Some think you're a great prophet. And Jesus turns that question, and he said, but who do you say that I am? And if we could see that picture, I think at that moment there was silence among the disciples. Peter was the brave one who spoke up and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Immediately Jesus' attention was shifted to Peter. And he said, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And then he went on to say that upon this rock, upon this revelation, upon this truth that you've just declared, this is what I'll build my church upon. Upon the foundational truth of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, I want to pose that question to you. Who do you say that Jesus is? That's a question that only you can answer. I call that a bathroom issue. In fact, uh, because going to the bathroom is only something you can do for yourself. I can't do that for you. Right? And so this is only a question that you can answer. Who is Jesus Christ? And your answer will determine what you do with what you believe he is to you. You can say he's just a prophet, and you can pass him off, and yeah, just a prophet. But if you declare that he is the Son of God, then you have to do something. If you declare that he's Lord, then that has to affect your life in a certain way. Now, one of the keys in really believing in Jesus is believing the truth of his resurrection. Because there are some people that believe it was a conspiracy that he really didn't raise from the dead. His disciples came in, and that's a story that was told uh, to cover up. It was a great cover-up of the day uh, that Jesus literally rose from the dead. It was a cover-up. And that cover-up was to say this disciple stole his body. He really didn't raise from the dead. If you believe that, then I'm concerned. But let's look at the actual event. Let's look at the actual event that the Bible speaks of. We see it in Matthew chapter 28. And starting at verse 2, it says, And behold, there was a great earthquake. Now get this picture, okay? Here these women are coming up. They're going to put some spices in the tomb. And they're thinking about, who are we going to get to roll away the stone? There was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. I'll get that. Angel rolls back the stone and he sits down. Yeah, I'm done. You know, you sit down when you've worked hard, right? Okay. It goes on to say in verse 3, his countenance was like lightning and his clothing is white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here, for he's risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. 
Thanks for listening to The Refuge Podcast. For more information about who we are and to listen to more inspirational messages for free, visit us online at wearerefuge.net.